As always, it's a fantastic time to have you joining us on the ICB News Channel. My name is Rob Marshall. We really appreciate you tuning in today. And boy, have we got a lot to unlock. We've got uh, our September newsletter for the ICB has just been released in the last... Uh, or just, just recently, and uh, for our members tuning in, uh, I hope you've already got your head inside the September newsletter. There's some pretty uh, amazing articles in there, as always. Bookkeeping and small business, well, simply the world, when it comes to bookkeeping and small business, just keeps on spinning, and it, it's probably spun more in the last few weeks than some. We've gone from Optus hacks to ballooning fuel prices to ongoing staff shortages. It's just a never-ending cycle for small business and bookkeepers in particular. And that's why we, we host this podcast. We want to keep you informed. We want to assist you through this podcast to try and work your way through those challenges and through your interactions, uh, whether that be as a small business owner interacting with customers or as bookkeepers working with and alongside small business owners. Um, this episode, I'm really, really thrilled to uh, bring in a special guest. I'm going to introduce him in a moment. Um, but he, this is very much a follow-on from episode uh, 9. No, sorry, we'll go with episode 10, actually. Episode 10 of the ICB News Channel. If you haven't tuned in and had a listen to that, I'd recommend you do so. In that episode, we put a real focus on an article in the newsletter that we had for that month around Beyond Blue and what it's doing to try and help small business owners here in Australia right now to tra traverse all the challenges that are happening with uh, staff shortages, interest rate rises, inflation, all the things that are creating uh, a lot of angst and a lot of stress and we, uh, we had a chat with Kirsty Hull, who is a coach for a program that Beyond Blue's created called NASBO, the new access for small business owners. And uh, we're really proud at the ICB to be partnering alongside Beyond Blue to offer that free program to business owners right now and have the ability to, to deal with some of the, the stresses and the angst that uh, is really prevalent in the marketplace. And so we're going we're gonna to take an even deeper dive into to where that's at right now. We want to really use this opportunity to help you as a listener, whether you be a bookkeeper or a, a small business owner, to, to try and work through uh, exactly where you're at right now. And I'm going to bring in a guest um, and his name is Tim Hoopman. I'm just going to give a little bit of a rap on Tim. He's probably going to be a little bit embarrassed about this, but uh, Tim's a well-renowned speaker in Australia right now for Beyond Blue, a national organisation that works to raise awareness about anxiety and depression and reduce the associated stigma and encourage people to get help. Tim um, became a Beyond Blue speaker, and we're going to hear a bit of his story in a moment, because he's been a small business owner himself and he struggled with his own mental health. He's learnt ways to manage this and wants to share his stories and his hope in regards to this. In corporate life, he initially lived a double life and this caused stress and anxiety. Being brave enough to come out, he wants to help others struggling in similar situations. He's a board member for Next Minute, job management software for trades and construction, as well as a renowned speaker. Tim Hoopman, welcome to the ICB News Channel. Thank you very much, Rob. What a pleasure to be here. And hello to everybody out there listening. 
It's uh, our pleasure, Tim, to have you joining us and I'm really looking forward to some of the insights that uh, you're going to bring bring for us and for our listeners and I'd really encourage our listeners to, to hang in and, and hear Tim's story. It's a pretty amazing one. Um, I'll also call out that at the back end of... Of, of Tim's story, we are going to pick up on a, a few of the other articles that are in the September newsletter and um, I would encourage you to hang in there as well because there's, as I said at the intro, there's a lot happening in the world of small business and bookkeeping right at the moment. But Tim, um, if I can kick off, um, you are a Beyond Blue speaker and a, and a sp- small business mentor. What inspired you to become a Beyond Blue speaker and can you tell us just a little bit about your own journey? Thanks, Rob. I'd love to. Um, I've been a small business owner for just over 20 years. So I've been, I worked in corporate for many years um, and then decided that I wanted to step out and um, give small business a go, um, really stand on my own two feet and see if I could uh, make it work. So um, very challenging, very exciting, um, you know, lots of fun, lots of highs, lots of lows. Um, but very, I look back and I'm very, was very blessed to have that opportunity. Um, and I think... If I think about probably about 10 years ago um, when I was, um, in fact, for all the listeners out there, I ran a bookkeeping practice for 10 years. So that was pretty exciting and it was at a time where it went, um, when technology came along and changed everything. So it was, I mean, still doing that now, but it was in the early stages of that. So it was quite quite exciting, but it was quite stressful because everything was changing. So, Um, but I did thoroughly enjoy that and I had that for just on 10 years. Anyway, um, about 10 years ago or a bit longer, um, I was, you know, work was great, but I was quite stressed. I mean, we're all, we're all a bit stressed at work, but mm. there was a lot of other changes of behaviour going on with me that I didn't really understand. Mm. And like a good male, I ignored it all. <laughs> Swept it on <laughs> yes. the cart and went... We're all t- very good at that, yeah, aren't we? <laughs> toughen up, toughen up, Tim, yeah. and just get on with it. And I did that for a while, but it didn't really work. Anyway, um, I was, once I got the courage to seek support, I found out that I was struggling with anxiety and mild depression. And it wasn't as scary as I first thought it would be because I didn't want to be that person with a mental health problem. And mm. then from then on, it was, you know, it was a, um, a chance to learn, it was a chance to recover, but also it was an opportunity to build resilience. And I think there's a question coming up um, shortly about the sort of things that I, um, that I did in that regard, mm. which I would love to share. But mm. it was quite, you know, it was a very challenging time. Um, and then I sold the, my practice about, I think it was about five years ago now. And I wanted to do something and give back. And I had been doing some, volun- some light volunteering work with Beyond Blue. And I decided to join their speaker network. And, mm. oh, my gosh, I've been there <laughs> nearly five years I've been in their speaker network, but I've also had the opportunity to work with their small business team, um, which helped me um, talk a lot more to small business owners. And on sessions such as this and many other um, varied ones, I did um, done lots of them. I've had a great joy in doing that. But the most important thing about that is I've been able to share my story, been able to be mm. quite open about the challenges, um, encourage people to seek help, um, and just share things like how to build resilience, what I do to look after myself every day. And I hope through that that if one or two people listen, if they take away a couple of points and they go and maybe try something 
they haven't tried before or yeah. retry something that somebody's yeah. told them about that puts them in a position to take care of themselves a little better um, because I know what it's like as a bookkeeper, frontline. With small business owners, it is incredibly tough because you are often absorbing yeah. all the pain from these small business owners. So how do you build that resilience? How do you build that shield so that you can protect yourself but still conduct your business um, professionally in the best possible manner? So that's how I got to Beyond Blue and it's one of the great joys and one of the most amazing things I've done in my life. Oh, I can absolutely see that. You're beaming as you, you mentioned that and clearly that's a space you're in now that you weren't in, at, 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 you know, back in the past. Um, I, I think you are already starting to unpack something that most of the listeners will be resonating with, uh, that those challenges. Let's get a little bit deeper on that. Um, I'm told good uh, good sources tell me that you talk about or have a have have something that you call your mental health toolbox, and you say that uh, or suggest strongly that everybody should have one. So can you shed a little bit of light on what what the the mental health toolbox is and um, maybe uh, how that works for you personally? Love to. Interesting. I Bionblue uh, love sharing this question with people and talking about Tim and his mental. Health Toolbox. And, in fact, it, they came about um, coining that phrase just through listening to me speak. And I'm, at the beginning I thought, oh, that's a bit odd, but then now I think it's absolutely wonderful and I love to own it. And I think, so let's think about us, uh, um, us as a small business people. Um, we have support and, um, you know, toolboxes in our business. Mm. Bookkeepers have, mm-hmm. you know, they've probably got, cloud accounting software and connected apps and all sorts of other stuff that are their stable um, toolbox that they use to do the best job they possibly can. You know, tradies have a toolbox and they have tools that are sharp in it. They have the right tools to do the best possible job. So how about we have a mental health toolbox that we develop for ourselves, that we use for us, that has all the things that we do on a regular basis or things that we can go to when times are tougher because maybe we don't need to do everything every day. Um, And that keeps us a little more balanced, keeps us in the best frame of mind to do the best job we have. So I'm going to tell you a bit about Tim's mental health toolbox. Please do. And I'll I'll cover off four four areas fairly um, quickly and succinctly. First is lifestyle. Exercise, sleep and diet. Mm. doesn't get much more simple mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd like to package it under my lifestyle because there's a number of lifestyle things that I feel really important. I exercise. I swim in the ocean. I do other things. Um, do a bit of cycling, some running. But predominantly I swim in the ocean. That's my main source of exercise. And I do that incredibly regularly. Um, those exercises are important to me. And I would love that everybody thought about what's important to them from an exercise and do a little bit every day if you can Mm. or a little bit every second day. Sleep and diet are really important, so do not underestimate those. So package that all together. Work out how you get those I'm an eight-hour sleep night, eight-hour a night's sleep or whatever. (laughs) Sorry. That that would be the one, which I didn't get last night just quietly, but uh, Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's important to me. So I set myself up to ensure that I get roughly around that. 
mm. really important, and diet's really, really important as well. So, mm-hmm. um, so for example, today I wanted to be really, really on um, on point for this session. Yep. But also I did another one a little earlier today and so I was down the beach, I swam, I had a coffee, looked at the ocean, felt very happy. Yeah. <laughs> like I set yeah. myself, I set my day up for success. I took yep. that time. I could make excuses why I don't have time. Mm. We all can mm. do that. Lifestyle, mm-hmm. really important. Exercise, sleep and diet. Don't underestimate the basics. Um, staying positive can be very challenging with what's happening in the world, what's happening in business, what's happening, you mentioned a couple of things, rising prices and interest rates, all sorts of stuff. However, mm. we, can, we can be informed about those and understand them, but we don't need to necessarily engage with them all the time. So I'm not talking about being optimistic, Tim. I'm talking about being relatively positive. If someone asks me how my day is, I think about the good things about my day and I talk about that. I don't Mm. I don't go straight into, oh, no, just, uh, I, I mm-hmm. choose to do that and I find from that choice that I feel better. Of course mm. I have a crappy day. Of course I don't feel good about certain things. Of course I'd love to have a whinge and sometimes I do. But generally speaking, I try and keep as positive as I can and that helps me. And I try that wherever I go, whenever anybody asks me, whenever I'm in business, I try to look for the nice thing that happened today to maybe share. One of the ways that I do this is through gratitude. Mm. And I practice gratitude every single day. Talked about swimming in the ocean. Often I'll stop at the end. I actually swim in the ocean pool. After I swim, I'll stop and I'll look out at the ocean and I'll talk about, talk to myself about the things I'm grateful for. Sometimes I'll just rattle off a few things. Sometimes I'll think in depth about someone. And often I'll say it out loud because if I hear myself say it as well as think it, it resonates really well. Like this morning I was down there, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's spring. Look at the ocean. Look at the spot. I mean, <laughs> I can get to come down here even for five minutes before I start work. How grateful am I for this situation. Love it. Yeah, great stuff. And often that gratefulness triggers positive thoughts. Yep, absolutely. I can worry about what's happening in the world. I can worry about um, interest rates. I can worry about everything. And I try and stay informed. Sometimes I get a little caught in the detail of everything. And so therefore I watch myself and I pull myself back. I'm not good at it all the time. I grizzle like Anyone else grizzles? I'm not, you know, I'm not Mr. Perfect. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that that's what I want to be. Um, but I just try my best to stay positive and gratitude yeah. helps. Yep, yep. Um, sorry. No, 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 keep going. Keep going. You're, uh, you, you've got me well and fully invested. I think the listeners okay. will be as well. You, you, uh, this the, is great. The third area is social. And it's really important that we stay social. It's a very, very important. We're, we're social humans. It's really important that we do. Now, what we've learned over the last couple of years is we can do that, perhaps not as effectively, but we can still do that online. One of the things my mother um, started doing over um, COVID was she um, discovered FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> so you're never too old to learn something new. And she adores it. 
because she can see her family, she can see her friends. Um, yeah. And just, you know, my mother always says to me, oh, you're looking, you're, I can see your world today, son. Yeah. Apparently mother knows <laughs> everything. So, um, yeah, so they get this sense. So the sociability around that is quite powerful. But it's really important that we check in with people that we may have not seen at our sports club or yeah. our social club, all of yeah. those things. Um, leave voice messages. Um, the other thing I'd, um, for friends, not send a text because hearing someone's voice is incredibly powerful. Good stuff, yeah. When, I was, when I'm down at the beach, often what I'll do is I'll do a video recording and send it to friends around the world, mates, wow. family, whatever, who I can't catch up with. They love it. I've got friends that are doing it now that never did it before. It's a really great way to connect and especially when we've been isolated from one another, incredibly powerful way to stay social. And one of the other great things mm. I do in terms of sociability because it can be with complete strangers yeah. um, is thank you. Mm. Um, <laughs> in particular, I talked a lot about this over COVID, you know, frontline workers, whether they're medical, whether they're, um, you know, uh, supermarket, you know, wherever they are, they were frontline mm. all the time. Thank them. Yeah, yeah. Just Beautiful. say thank you. Now, and do, it, and do it with the intent of expecting nothing in return other than the gratitude that you're, exper- you're expressing to them. So don't sit there and wait for them to say something. Just do it. And I did it at the supermarket the other day. And, and the lady behind the counter goes, I'm having a really bad day. And I said, well, um, I'm having a great day. I hope your day gets better. And um, what did I say? I said, if they're really grisly, why don't you just charge them an extra 10% or something? <laughs> anyway, she started laughing away. And she said, oh, that's made my day. Well, yeah. just, I mean, I could have just grizzled with her or I don't know. You just, I, just thank people. Um, and there's one other quick story about that that I love telling. I was on the train about 18 months ago and I was about to get off at my station and there was a young guy sitting across from me and he had um, what looked like some form of hospital uniform on. Didn't know whether it was a doctor or a nurse or an orderly or whatever. It doesn't matter. But he had, um, I think it was like a hospital badge there. Um, as I got up to leave, he was still sitting there, I turned to him and I said, I can't thank you enough for all the work you're doing during this very challenging time. Mm. And then went on my way. Just as I turned away... The smile on his face was an unbelievable reward. Now, again, I didn't expect anything. I didn't wait for anything. I just got on with my day. That made me feel fantastic. So great way to be social is to thank people. And then just one of the final areas, um, there's lots of areas, but one final one is work. Work's really important for us, incredibly important. But we need to set boundaries. Yeah. And the only person that can set my boundaries is me. Mm, yeah. And the only person that can stay true to them is me. Yeah. And when I had a team, I could set the boundaries, but I had to lead by example. Mm. Boundaries are really important. Boundaries for your customers are really important when you're available and when you're not available. And then the final one for work is no is a complete sentence. And often (laughs) for the good of us, but sometimes for the good of our business, for the good of the customer, whomever it is, the supplier, it's best to say no. 
Yeah, I'll jump in at that yep. point. I think that that's a that's a great point. Um, we've got a lot to lot to unpick there in the mental health toolbox, and uh, there there was an absolute gold in there, Tim. And I can tell just looking at you that you're living this. You're not just saying it; you're living it. Your passion, as you're speaking, I, the listeners can't see you, but I can, and, and your passion is is huge. It's palpable. Um, but that last bit about the no, that, that has come up a lot, especially on our social media sites inside um, the bookkeeping community, you might say. And that, that ability to say no can sometimes be liberating, but is sometimes one of the hardest things to do. And uh, certainly your messaging there is really important. And then those boundaries or those barriers, oh, I'm with you 100%, sadly. I uh, won't go into it because your story, not mine today, but I sadly uh, suffered a major heart attack after 35 years of being in, in small business and bookkeeping. And it was only because I hadn't worked out boundaries and where to say no. And 15, 16 hour days living literally as a, as a slave to my own client base caught up with me. And that's exactly, you know, the health, health aspect of that was really there in my case. But I want to, I want to keep drilling down into, to where we can help. And one of the things I'm loving about this interview, I must admit, Tim, is that you've called out that you had a journey with depression and, and anxiety and issues and, and challenges when you were in small business. But we're not going to focus on what caused those or what happened. Your focus is purely on how to help those who are there now, which I'm absolutely loving. Um, we heard last month from, from Kirsty Hull, I, I mentioned that in our uh, episode 10 of our, our news channel podcast. Kirsty, just a reminder for those who didn't listen, is a, a new access for small business owner coach. And uh, that program is all about what you're talking about, small business, health. The program is there for everybody who's tuning in right now potentially to access. Can you just maybe refresh us as, a, as listeners uh, what the NASBO, uh, the new access for small business owners program is about? Yes, it's an incredibly great program. And I'm really happy that you had um, Christy here the other day. She's amazing. I've listened to her. I've been on podcasts with her. She's an awesome coach. So what a, what a joy it would have been to have her on the program. Um, it was. I was very, um, very fortunate to be part of the stakeholder group in the development of um, the New Access program. So I've seen it from the very, very beginning. Um, it's been operating 18 months now. It's, you know, the, there's a couple of things um, that I think are, the, are really bullseye for it. It's for small business owners it's not for their team. It's not for anyone else. They can't outsource. They can't get anyone else to go on their behalf. It is for them. So yep. as a small business owner, when we need financial help, we'll often go to our accountant. But often when we need help, we just soldier on. So here's a program that can help you as a small business owner when things are just a little bit too tough. And mm. there's no... Um, there's no shame in, in, um, in admitting to that. And also, some people might say, well, I don't know when that is. It doesn't matter when it is. If no. you're really feeling stressed and you really need something, this is a great program. And, yeah. and the other reason, really great thing about it is that you'll get someone that will assess you, so they'll have a chat to you, so immediately you've got someone taking care of you. Yeah. And how wonderful is that? Because you're taking care of everybody else. So how yeah. about have someone yeah. take care of you? It's free. We love that word, especially as small yeah. business owners. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> and the other thing that I think is really important, and I know personally from this, is no doctor's referral. It's not, yep. that, you're, yep. not that you're hiding away from anything, but it's mm. one less thing that you have to worry about, oh, my God, it's going to be in my health record. What, what implications could that be in the future? So, yep. um, and I think the other thing Very is cool. that it's online and it's between 8 and 8. So yep. if you yep. need so, you don't need to stress yourself out by taking time during the day. And you've heard from the wonderful coaches. I've heard from a number of them. They are all awesome. So it doesn't yep. matter who you get. Um, yep. They're really amazing. Um, and also they set up a program for you. So mm. it's not like you come in and you're in a program with 10 other people and you're worried about yourself and hearing all this other stuff. It's just for you. And I think yep. that that's the most yep. beautiful thing about it. Unbelievably awesome. Awesome, absolutely awesome. And I encourage you, if you haven't listened to the previous episode when we had Kirsty on, please go back and do that. It's got all the details in there as to how you can enter into the NASBO program. We've also got that on our website, icb.org.au, that you can tap into. And you can just simply Google new access for small business owners and it'll come up. So... Uh, Along with that, the Beyond Blue is 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 really expanding its wings in this in this way um, when it comes to advocating for mental health, uh, as as Beyond Blue has done for a long time now. Um, this month is Mental Health Month, and uh, Beyond Blue's um, got a program called the Big Blue Table. We did discuss this briefly in the last uh, episode, but do you want to also just remind everybody what is the Big Blue Table? Absolutely. But one thing, I'll just make one quick comment. Um, follow Beyond Blue on Instagram or Facebook yep. or both. Yep. The really powerful thing about that is you pick up a lot of tips. So not only programs that they've got, so like the new access one, but also how to start a conversation, what's anxiety, what's depression, what are the signs and symptoms. A lot. They will be sharing lots of information. And I think that that's a really powerful thing for us as individuals to be a bit more educated about mental health because we've talked a lot today about look after your mental health. Some people might be going, I don't really know what my mental health, <laughs> what, mm. what that actually means. True. And that's a, that could be a really good question if you're not sure. So understanding what mental health is, all of those things and how to support yourself and how to start those conversations are great. And often when you're doing it on Instagram or Facebook, it's part of just a bit of social, you know, um, social um, scrolling that you're doing and they, they do a great job. So that so I would encourage everybody to follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Big Blue Table. Now, they talked about this earlier this year. They came up with this concept that and we I talked a bit about sociability before and the importance of that in our lives and how sociability around a table and often when it's involved with food is a great opportunity for people to relax, people to open up a bit and just maybe feel like having a bit of a conversation or in some ways it's a great way to start a bit of a chat, start a bit of a conversation. You know, yeah. in, in, a, in a social environment, having a nice meal together can often make people feel more relaxed. So they come yeah. up with this big blue table and I thought, wow, <laughs> what a clever idea. Yeah. And then they've come up with all these um, support things for people that are running big blue tables and how they can get involved and how they can, you could do one in, I think people are going to do them in their street and, and where they live or they can do them at work or 
I've actually seen over the last day, one, I think it might be one of my insurance companies or someone sent out something where they're supporting Big Blue Table. So you can come along to theirs virtually. You can just donate. Um, so how wonderful that so many people, large organisations and small individuals, have all got behind it. So people have created these Big Blue Tables um, and they're doing them this um, through the month of October and if you're interested, you can go onto the website, Big Blue um, Table website. You can see who's doing it. You can join some. You might even have friends that are. Um, some, of the, some of the listeners out there might have actually signed up themselves and be hosting their own. So if they are, share with other people. Yeah. Get involved because it is that gathering together. It's some nice food um, and a great way to relax and start a conversation about mental health and about the challenges. And what a better way to do it than in the company of good friends. Absolutely. I, uh, I grew up in a small rural community in Western Australia called Harvey. It's an Italian-based community. And if anybody does food around a table and social, it's the Italians. They know how to, they know how to take, the, take the air out of um, hot balloons. I'll give you the tip, well, you know, and... Yeah. <laughs> That's true. My father was um, from the Brossa Valley, which is the German yes. um, area, and they yes. also know how to um, <laughs> enjoy some good food and a lot of good wine. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that, those sort of environments are great um, for opening up conversations. So. so check out Big Blue Table again if you uh, want information, as, it, as is with most things on this planet. If you just Google Big Blue Table, um, there'll be plenty of information there. But as uh, Tim called out, you know, also use the opportunity to jump onto socials and follow Beyond Blue and um, that information again will be there for you. Well, Tim, we're, we're, we're winding down now. I, I've got uh, one more thing I want to throw at you before uh, we let you go and I can I can uh, probably tell that you're getting close to having a, a meal yourself at the time of day that we're at. But um, in closing, if there was one activity, one thing that you'd like everybody who's tuning in today to do, even do straight after this podcast, what, what would it be? Okay. I'm going to premise it with two things. One is um, self-care is not a selfish act. So please remember that because when we take care of ourselves and our mental health, when we put ourselves in the best possible position, we can then support others and that's a really great position to be in. So it's not a selfish act, self-care. And I'm a big believer that we need to take personal responsibility for looking after ourselves. Yes, people can support us, but take that personal responsibility. And then what I would encourage everyone to do is do one thing every single day that puts a smile on your face. It doesn't have to be the same thing every day try different things, but do something every single day that puts a smile on your face and just see how you feel in a week. <laughs> and I can, I can assure the listeners right now there's no bigger smile on a face <laughs> right now than on Tim Hoopman. So, Tim, that, there's some absolute gold in there, not... not not in there, it's there. Um, and if, you, um, if you've if you listened to this uh, interview and you've missed a couple, go back and listen again because some absolute rippers in there. Your mental health toolbox is something that uh, 
I think will resonate with most bookkeepers. You, you nailed it. We all talk about our toolboxes that we carry around and I don't, can't think of a better one than the mental health toolbox right now. So make sure, guys, that you uh, you, you get on it. Tim, I, I want to thank you for your time today. I want to thank you for the contribution that you're making to um, the Australian small business world right now through your, your inspiration and your, your openness and your discussion and, and clearly... As I said before, you, you've been there and, and understood that and now have a way of being able to, to bring that out so that it's of benefit to others. And um, for that, we're very thankful. So I uh, appreciate your time today, Tim, and uh, I'd look, I definitely will look forward to speaking with you and hearing from you again sometime in the future. Thanks, Thanks very much, Rob. And we'll, we'll continue on now, folks. We'll uh, get you to hang in there as we uh, have a look at some of the other items that are in our ICB newsletter for September. So hang in there. And as one door opens and closes and another door opens and somebody else walks in, uh, Tim has uh, left the building, you might say, and uh, entering the building now is the CEO of the ICB, Amanda Linton. Great to have you on the ICB News Channel, as always, Amanda. Thanks, Rob. Lovely to be here, as always. And, Amanda, I, I just finishing off what we've just um, heard from Tim, which was, as I called out, some absolute gold in there, and uh, I really hope um, the listeners do tune back in. If they uh, didn't quite get it all, go back and have a listen to what Tim had to say. I know you've had some previous experience with Tim in the past and have heard him speak before. Uh, I know you're a, you're a big fan. Look, I am, and Tim has spent a lot of years in our space. He uh, he knows what it is that our community goes through. He's walked, literally walked the talk. Uh, he's he's got a great story behind him, uh, and you know, to be for him to be able to share that with everyone has been been a, a really great thing. I say, and I just hope you know everyone can find something to take away from that. And, and as I called out in the interview with Tim, I mean, the great thing is that, yes, he did speak briefly of his walk with, with depression and anxiety, but most of what he's just shared with us was about how to, to, to mitigate that moving forward and how to, how to uh, work through those types of scenarios. So really inspirational from that perspective and we're really thankful for him doing that, as, I, as I've already mentioned. We're going to just uh, finish off for the last uh, 10 minutes or so just having a, a bit more of a deep dive into the September newsletter for the ICB, so the members who... Uh, are fortunate to get our uh, newsletter and a lot of effort goes into it, as we've called out many times. But also, I'll also mention that a lot of what we've got in this month's newsletter, as, as we have in the past, is available freely for small business owners or perhaps bookkeepers who haven't become members yet to tap into on our website, icb.org.au. Just scroll to the bottom of the homepage and you'll see our news items. So um, many of what we've got here, you will have available to you. But we keep encouraging you if you uh, you like what you hear and you're, you're enjoying this podcast and other things that you're hearing about ICB, you know, have a look at uh, the opportunity to become a member. We really, really love you to do that and uh, there's plenty of avenues there for you to, to explore and reach out to us to be able to help you through that process. But Amanda, I want to um, sort of just put almost a little bit of a full stop on the mental and health awareness that we've really put a focus on in the last two um, newsletters and, and certainly in this news channel podcast. Um, you were heavily involved in putting an article in our newsletter called 
which has the title, Beat the Peak Season Blues. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? It's on page nine of our newsletter for those who've got it. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Look, really where this article came from was a lot of feedback that we were receiving from members. Um, we've just come through an exhausting end of financial year period. It's it's usually the peak period for the vast majority of bookkeepers um, and, you know, really starts the ramping up of the accountant's work for the year as well. And so it can be really easy, especially when we're all so fatigued already, to sort of become very overwhelmed about what's going on around us. And so the intention with this was just to give everyone an opportunity just to sit back and and take a little bit of stock about what's going on around us, recognise the fact that we've just been through a peak period, but then now is the time to actually sit back and reevaluate and get ourselves back on track. Because the reality is, is we need to pick ourselves up and, and keep moving forward. So really what we were what we were, um, what I was trying to bring to to the, everyone here was just being able to sit back and, as I said, reflect and just evaluate what it is. And we know that when, particularly when we're really busy and particularly when we're fatigued or we're stressed, we can fall into some really significant traps. You know, we can start over-promising to clients on things that we just can't deliver on. And that could be resource availability, could just be our own efforts, Rob, to be honest. Um, you know, the fact that we're, we're tired, right? Let's face yeah. it. So, yeah. um, so over-promising, um, coming across a little bit of um, having a bit too much overconfidence in what we do and, as I say, and those two kind of tie together. Uh, one of the things that, you know, happens a lot, I know I've fallen into this trap many times before, is that we start to procrastinate about things. Mm. You know, everything sort of seems like it's getting on top of us so now it's time to sit back and just reevaluate what's important. And the other thing is um, we fall into the trap of not saying no to people. Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll jump in there. Tim's just given us an absolute uh, masterclass on that one. So uh, you're, you're absolutely right. That saying no, we just talked about that a few moments ago, is is really, really one of the tough things for us in our in our community and in our industry to try and do. But once you do, it's almost liberating once you do. It's uh, something that we've seen a lot on our social media sites talked about as well. It's hugely liberating, Rob. It's um, I spoke with a group of members this morning who were saying to me that you know, one one was driving an RV up between two you know two states in the east coast. The other one was sort of sitting on a beach somewhere, and the rest of us were planning on sitting on a beach or would love to be sitting on a beach somewhere. So, but being able to um, to unwind a little bit, and the same thing for, for everyone was the ability to say no. And and look, it's tough. We want to please people all the time, but we just need to be really careful that we stay professional. And and saying no is a big part of that. And most clients will appreciate a no rather than a yes. And and then us not delivering. Yeah. So yeah. we just got to be a bit careful about it. But yeah. really where we were going, Rob, is is taking some time to sit down and plan our days out, right? So plan our day out, plan our week out. And I have people say to me all the time, oh, but I don't have time to do that. You know, I'm so busy, I don't have time. And my comeback at that is actually you really don't have time not to do this mm. because, as I say, this is where it ties into, yeah. you know, us being professionals and having to make sure that we can deliver on what it is that we say we do. So the the article goes through a series of just a four-part plan, you know, for thinking about how we can actually um, organise our days a bit better. So, you know, if, if you think about it, they're relatively simple. You know, we've got to set what are our key goals for the day that we just want to get through. And look, and quite often, Rob, it is a day-by-day basis, right? Yeah. For a lot of us, particularly when we're tired, um, everything can seem so overwhelming. So it's just one foot in front of the other one day at a time. 
And that's really where this is focused. So the second is put them in a priority order, set yourself a deadline, and then build yourself a to-do list off the back of that. Um, the other thing to do is now's a really good time as the pressure starts to come off just a little bit before we get into our next bass lodgement run, which is our next peak as we know, is to do things like just grab a quiet hour for yourself. Now, again, I have people who say to me, I just, I'm too busy. I just can't do that. And bitter experience has taught me that you will be a much more productive, much more professional person if you just take that hour for yourself. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're the kind of things that we're actually just asking everyone to sit back and just take a bit of stock, acknowledge the fact that we're tired, acknowledge the fact we've been busy. So now how do we take the next step? And and again, you know, segues beautifully with what we've just heard from Tim, that mental health toolbox that he spoke about. Um, the article Beat the Peak Season Blues really uh, covers off on that for those who, who maybe didn't have time to scribble some notes. There's some, there's some things in there that cross over beautifully with exactly with what Tim's saying, uh, that moment that he spends just before work, just going down to the beach and just sitting on the beach and being grateful for things, you know, and literally saying those out loud. Uh, it's just that calming effect and, and sets up the day. So uh, make sure you, you have a look at that, page nine of the uh, the member newsletter for those who are members. Um, let's keep moving along. We've got quite a bit to unpack and uh, I just want to give some overview of, of a couple of other articles that are both on our uh, the opportunity is both to invest on our website for non-members and uh, also within the newsletter for our members. Um, talking of uh, a busy time coming up, Amanda, eventually, we're a little bit quieter at the moment perhaps, but uh, coming up we've got our termination workshops, our ICB termination workshops, which are being rolled around um, around Australia in November. Um where we'll be putting a heavy sort of lens on the ability for members in particular to come and 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 sit and do some exercises. Uh, you'll uh, if you if you haven't already signed up, we really encourage you to. Um, I've played a, a fairly big role in in assisting putting this together. Myself and Pauline Walton uh, will be uh, your uh, your hosts. So I guess you, I guess you call us your trainers for those uh, workshops. And uh, if you've you've got clients who employ and have faced uh, sometimes might only be irregularly resignation, dismissal or redundancy. That's what we're going to cover off in those sessions. Make sure we get right inside the the tax components of all of those, discuss ETPs, those tricky ones that only come along perhaps once in a blue moon but need, again, a bookkeeper needs to have in their toolbox uh, and their ability to be able to to assist owners with that, business owners with that. So, Amanda, just uh, how how do uh, how does a member register if they need to? If not need to, we we encourage you to very strongly. Absolutely, really easy to register. Rob, jump on our website. Um, there are links. There are links from our homepage that will take you straight into the registrations. Um, if you don't happen to see the link on the homepage, then just up under the events menu, you'll see that um, that this workshop is available for members. You need to be logged into the website to be able to to grab this one. Um, it's it's a really great topic. It's one that Rob, I'm sure I don't have to tell you, is the top of the list when it comes to the support queries that we yes. receive on an ongoing basis. Um, and as you say, this is stuff that we do you know, maybe not quite so regularly. So it's great for a refresher. Rob, can I just say too, the reason that these workshops are face-to-face 
is because all part of this process is being able to sit next to a colleague yes. who has the same challenges that you yep. do and being yep. able to actually work through these mm-hmm. these problems together. Yep. So that's a really big key component as to why we decided this would be a face-to-face delivery. Absolutely. And we're all celebrating the opportunity to get back face-to-face. Online certainly has has its place. And, and I know uh, it's a strong strategy of ICB to try and offer online where we can. And certainly we will offer some tech webinars for those who aren't able to make this. It won't be around the same content, but uh, certainly I would encourage you if there's any way possible you can make one of these events. We really would love to see you there. I think you'll gain dramatically from it. And don't forget the CPE that we get yeah. by attending these kinds of events too, Rob. Yeah. We know our CPE hours have gone up. This is yeah. another great way to be able to grab some extra hours. Absolutely. So talking of CPE, um, the newsletter, the September newsletter does have a whole stack of training and learning opportunities that I'd encourage you to get your head inside. Uh, we'll talk a little bit in a moment about cyber where it seems to be the conversation that we're having a lot more these days and we simply have to. It's a world that the bookkeeper lives in every day. Um, but the Australian Cyber Security Centre has a number of training and learning opportunities that we want to call out that's in our newsletter um, and also on our website. Uh, believe it or not, um, October is Cyber Security Awareness Month um, and uh, we have a large article where we discuss the the recent Optus hack, if we want to call it that. I don't know uh, if there's any other word for it, but that's what it is. Um, and we've included some tips in there from ICB to consider how to... Uh, sort of deal with if you've been caught up or been a victim of this attack and how to mitigate against that as well. So really encourage you to go and have a look at that article. What can you do if you think your passport number or your licence or ID has been used? Um, That is contained in our September newsletter in that article. We've also got some other CPE opportunities with um, Fair Work, who've uh, toting out some workplace law webinars, and we've got dates and opportunities for um, for our bookkeeping community to to engage with that as well, as well as some counting on you training opportunities. So uh, there's certainly, like you said, Amanda, um, the the, the uh, need to. Well, the recent changes that have increased CPE are there. Everybody's probably across that right now, but there's an even greater opportunity to mitigate that with the with the training we're offering through ICB and our and our affiliates and associates. So that's um, cyber. We we will call out that article on page seven. Just one or two other things before we wrap up that I really want to to focus in on. Um, there's a a key article that we've put in um, the September newsletter around the restriction of role-based emails. And uh, I'd encourage you to, to go and, and have a look at that. So we examine what are role-based email addresses and why you shouldn't use one for your primary email contact. Now, uh, this has, again, popped up on our social media site, so we've tackled it head on. Amanda, I know you uh, had a little bit to do with this article. You got any comments you want to throw in? Look, it really, it comes down to being able to protect identities, Rob, right? So part of the Spam Act actually clearly outlines the fact that uh, in order for us to send an email out to a member, um, it has to be solicited. Otherwise, mm. we breach the Spam Act. And the mm. only way that um, emails can be solicited under the Act is that it has to be an identifiable email. Now, one of the key things, so... Um, 
one of the key things that we've looked at here is there's been a number of members, as you say, who have been impacted by that because their email address they've provided as part of their membership um, is role-based. So by role-based, we're talking admin at, info at, et cetera. Um, And so really what this is doing is this is just tightening ICB's commitment to making sure that we don't breach the SPAM Act to make sure that members actually get the content that uh, that you sign up for. One of the things that you'll start to see going forward is more and more of our email um, campaigns, if we can call them that. You'll be able to subscribe in and out of them individually. So you might turn around and say, oh, I want to get the emails about the webinars that are coming up, but I don't want to hear anything about partner news, for example. So right. you'll be able to nominate which mailing list you want to be part on, and that's being rolled out gradually over the next two months. Fantastic. So, but it, it really is just about protecting ICB and protecting members' information and making sure that we are we're complying with the SPAM Act. Excellent. And another sort of messaging we've heard, uh, we, we try and listen. We don't try and listen. We definitely listen to to our members' needs, in particular uh, when we see them pop up in various forums, such as our Facebook sites and, and whatnot. Uh, recent discussions around authorizations and declarations in the BAS agent world. So we've got a, a fabulous article that we put together that tackles that. Things like standing authorities, when can you use a standing authority or can't you use a standing authority? Single-touch payroll is obviously on everyone's lips right now with single-touch payroll phase two coming in. Who can authorise, who can declare? I'd encourage you to go and have a look at that article either in the newsletter as well as uh, as a news item on our website, icb.org.au. And finally, um, something that isn't in our newsletter, um, but I, I wanted to, or we want to take this opportunity just to call it out, Uh, And this is specifically for our members, and that is a general meeting that's uh, coming up very soon. Amanda, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Thanks, Rob. The general meeting of members is really about um, part of... Uh, the ICB constitution is that if we want to change our auditor for whatever reason, then that has to be voted on by by the membership base. And from a timeline perspective, we weren't able to get this included as part of the annual general meeting back in April. And so our board has decided to call a general meeting of members. And really what it is, is it's just ratifying our the board decision that we are going to be replacing one auditor and appointing a new one. And so as I say, that has to be done um, by gaining a quorum of members. So we're really asking everyone, um, if possible, to um, jump on the registration link that was sent to everyone last week and uh, and register. There will be a separate link coming out to all ICB members um, over the next few weeks, which will be your registration to vote. So you can actually vote through that mechanism rather than physically turn up at the meeting. Uh, you can do it both ways. So um, we just really encourage everyone to get involved. I say it's an important piece of governance that we're required to do. And um, this is actually the first one I think I ever remember us having mm, done, Rob, but it mm. is an important topic. And uh, and it is about making sure that we have the best outcomes from an audit perspective um, that we can offer both the membership and, and the broader bookkeeping community. And as you've called out, that is one of the benefits of being a member of the ICB is to, to have your voice said. Um, so uh, use every opportunity you can and this is definitely one of them we would encourage you to do. So that's where we're going to bring um, this episode, episode 11 of the ICB News Channel to a, to a, to a close. Uh, again, just a call out, if you haven't registered yet for the termination workshop, jump in, make sure you do that. Time's running out and you don't want to miss that opportunity. And uh, I particularly am really keen to see you uh, face-to-face in November, wherever that may be around Australia. 
Um, there's plenty, plenty of other articles in the newsletter. We've only just covered the main items today. Um, and I'd really encourage you to go and have a look, scour our website, icb.org.au, but most particularly um, download for members the ICB newsletter and for our students as well. We've got our student newsletter that you can tap into. And uh, we, we uh, as we keep saying, we love our students, don't we, Amanda? We um, absolutely do. <laughs> so I want to thank you, Amanda Linton, CEO, the big boss. Always good to have the big boss in the chair in the, on the podcast. So great to have you joining us today, Amanda. Uh, I'll give you the last word. Thanks, Rob. Um, just a big call out to everyone. As I said, I know it's been a really long season. Uh, we're almost there. Someone told me two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, we've got three months till Christmas. So <laughs> I don't know about the rest of you, but I know our team are certainly looking forward to a well-deserved break. So we're almost there, guys. Thanks, Amanda. I'm Rob Marshall, and thank you for joining us today on the ICB News Channel. 